Hey guys, this is Naeem and you've reached the Mosaic Church Podcast. So excited that you're part of our listening community and I'd love for you to be even more connected. So check out our website. There's more content there and there's more opportunities for you to get connected in our ministries and events as well. Also, love for you to share this content. If this is blessed to you, I know that God wants to use you to bless other people with it. So share this podcast, if you will. Lastly, would you consider supporting this ministry? This is made possible by other people's generosity, and I'd love for you to pay it forward. Join us to reclaim the message and the movement of Jesus together. So would you consider giving to this ministry? I know that God is able to do immeasurably more through us when we come together. Thank you so much. God bless you and enjoy. Well, welcome again, friends. Uh, it's good to be with you guys. Uh, I know it's great for me because I got family in the house. We got a whole, whole crew here, whole crew. Uh, but man, I'm glad that you guys are here. Looking forward to uh, Easter as we move into that. Uh, you know, we've been doing outside services and for the last few years. And this year, we, I don't think we can do that because of the rain and the cold. Um, and um, so we're going to do an indoor services. I know, indoor service on Easter. Ugh. Right? <laughs> I know. But uh, we've been spoiled. But it's good to be here with you tonight. Tonight, I want to talk to you a little bit about what we're going to get into, you know? I don't know when you come to a communion service, and if you ever had communion, um, what do you think of? If you've ever been to uh, a Good Friday service, you, maybe you walked in, you're like, I don't know what I was supposed to expect here. Not really quite sure. Uh, some of you might go, why do we call it Good Friday, by the way? <laughs> like, what's so good about that? Because isn't it the day the Jesus was arrested, he was crucified? I mean, uh, isn't that the day? Isn't that the day, right? I mean, it's not Easter. Why, why are we calling it good? Well, the term good, actually, uh, in Old English was translated to, uh, in modern English was translated to good, but it was actually meant holy. So it was Holy Friday. It was not Good Friday. It was Holy Friday. And um, do you know the, where the word Friday comes from by any means? The, uh, any, why do we call each day what we call them? Do you, have you thought of that? The solar system, that's a good uh, answer. Actually, it's connected to Greek uh, or a Nordic mythology. So, like, if you ever, are you, are you anybody a fan of, like, Avenger movies? Anybody? Like, think of Thor. You know where Thor is? Thursday. It's Thor's day. You're like, are you making this up? No, I'm not making this up. <laughs> By the way, I'm an immigrant. You guys made this up. I'm learning this stuff. <laughs> I'm learning this. Friday is, again, connected to a goddess. In fact, goddess of love of, or marriage. Um, and if, again, if you're an Avenger movie um, fan uh, uh, and you're into Thor and all that, Thor had his mom and her mom's name was something connected to Friday. Yeah, her name was Frey. And that is why we call a Friday uh, based on mythology. All of the days, in fact, are based on mythology. It's amazing to us, though, right? Like, we are so used to that. But you know, the reality is, is that Friday is very significant because we don't even think about why Fridays are called Fridays until we move into uh, a moment like this. We're like, you know what? what? What does this have to do with it? Well, I want to just tell you that uh, besides, uh, you know, humanity's idea of what 
days should be called. God had this idea as well um, of what days should be called or why they should be significant. You see, in the Hebrew, uh, the word Friday actually means Yom Shishi. Yeah, you're like, seriously, is that Korean? No, it's not, okay? It's not. It's, it's Hebrew. Yom Shishi literally means, for extra credit, anybody know? The sixth day. It means the sixth day. Now you're like, okay, it's the sixth day. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, all right. It's the sixth day, and the reason why it's significant is something happened in the story of creation on the sixth day. You're like, okay, tell us. <laughs> you're like, um, God created you and me on the sixth day. It's amazing, isn't it, that the sixth day, Yom Shishi, we call Friday, is the same kind of significant day that Jesus was crucified. And what's interesting about that is that the, when God created us, at the end of creation, at the end of us, he stopped and he said something. Anybody remember? It is what? Is it, it's okay? No? Right? It's what? It's good. It's good. And, and, and it's ironic to me, though, isn't it? Like the sixth day when God says it's good, it's the same sixth day that he rests, he stops, and it seems like Jesus gets crucified, and we have this holy sixth day, a day that, that is so significant. Now, you might go, okay, what does that have to do with anything? Well, the, the reason why that's so significant is not just that Jesus was on the cross and, we did, and the disciples had no idea what was going to happen. It's, it's, it's also more connected to the idea of like why we take communion because his body and his blood is significant because it was given for our behalf. Yes, on the sixth day. But the sixth day represents when you connect creation and you connect communion and when you connect the story of Jesus is that the sixth day represented so much possibility that God looked at you and me and said there is so much possibility. And I want you to know that in the middle of a Friday, and I don't know what kind of day you're having, okay, you're like, I'm having a day. I'm not having a thank God it's Friday day. Which, by the way, you can't say TGF Friday. You got to say, thank, like, goddess, right? It's, it's Friday. But the, this day for us, regardless of the day you've been having, suggests to us that regardless of the season you're having right now, there is a possibility of hope. That there is a possibility of you coming out of and you finding what the healing you've been looking for. If, if this Friday reminds us of anything, it reminds us of though it is a day of maybe pain or though it's a, moment, a day of something significant happening, there is so much possibility. So you might look at your pain and go, oh my gosh, I'm in this pain. But God looks at it with possibility. As he looked at creation when he made it and said, there's so much possible right now. So I want to encourage you today that if you walked into a day just like Friday, a day maybe connected to the Easter story where you find yourself going, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not getting why I'm going through this. Anybody there? Like, I'm not, 
I'm not sure why this is happening to us. I'm not quite sure what is this all about. I just want to remind you that in the middle of your pain, in the middle of whatever you're going through, in the middle of a Friday, like, not to sound trite, but a Sunday is coming. Like, regardless of what happened, there is a day of of Sabbath, which is Saturday, a day of rest, and for us, I think, a day of just waiting, waiting, and resting in the confidence that God is going to bring us a Sunday. So I want to encourage you that as we move to the scriptures, if we move through this event tonight, that wherever you are, you would be reminded that God sees possibility in the midst of your pain, in the midst of your, I'm not quite sure how this is going to work out. And also in the midst of your guilt and shame, in the midst of your um, unworthiness, in the midst of you feeling, I just can't get it together. How many of you would just say, sometimes I just can't get it together? Anybody? Just can't get it together. I don't know what the solution is. I keep trying to be a better person. I keep trying to do this. I keep trying. It feels like I'm stuck. I'm stuck on a Friday. Or I keep repeating Fridays. What is it? And so in, so what do we do with all this information? What do we do with what, what God wants to do in you maybe tonight? Well, what do we do with communion? Why are we here? What are we doing? We're Here's what we're doing. We're remembering. We're putting ourselves in a situation, in a moment, in a place, that we remember what God has done for us. See, some of us, you don't need more faith to get out of where you are. You just need to remember how faithful God is. You don't need to have this unbelievable confidence you just need to have a good memory because if you look back and see oh yes this is what he did so can i just remind us on this particular sixth day of god's intention for you and me god's solution for you and me let me read you isaiah 53 it says My servant grew up in the Lord's presence like a tender green shoot, like a root in dry ground. This is Isaiah prophesying 700 years before. He had no idea who Jesus was. He had no idea of what this this would ever look like. He just heard something and he got someone else to write it down. Okay, And he did it. And he... He just reads, he just writes this. But then it's so profound because if you've never read this before, this seems like he's talking about the one and only Jesus. But this is Isaiah, who had no concept of, of this. And then he keeps on going. He's like this, this servant grew up. There's a metaphor here. And then he says that, but there was nothing beautiful or majestic about his presence. Nothing to attract us to him. He was despised and rejected, a man of sorrows, acquainted with what? With what? Deepest grief. We turned 
our backs on him and looked the other way. He was despised, and we did not care. Yet, yet, and this is what I want to remind us about. If there's, if there's not a, if you don't have another reason to really just fully abandon yourself in worship, this should be it. It says, yet, it was our weakness he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from God, a punishment of his own sins. But he was pierced for whose? Our rebellion. He was crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. All of us, like sheep, have strayed away. We've left God's path to follow our own. Yet, yet, the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. Like for some crazy reason, obviously it's not crazy because God knows. He knew what we would need. He knew that you and I would need to be pursued. That we would fall away, but he needed to pursue us. So that's why God sent his only son. He knew that we needed help. So he came to comfort us. He needed, we, he needed that we need to be rescued. And so he brought just salvation to us. He, needed, he knew that we needed to be healed, forgiven. He knew all of this. And he knew, he knew that it needed to be him, all of him for all of us. And this should be encouraging. Because if you find yourself in a moment where you're going, I'm not quite sure if I'm worthy. I'm not quite sure if this is, if I, I, do I need to be punished more? I'm not quite sure if healing is available to me. I'm not quite sure if I'm, I, 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 can, I can get it together and, and just stay pursuing God. I just want you to know it's God who says that I am going to pursue you. I'm going to heal you. I'm, taking, I'm doing most of the work here. Like, this is what I'm committed to. This is my intention because humanity needs that. And so even though on the sixth day there was a possibility of amazing things, it went south. And here's how I'm going to fix it. So if you find yourself on a sixth day, on a Friday, going, I'm not quite sure. I don't see any possibility of hope. I just want you to know it was for you and for me that he did this. And he did this because he knew, he knew that if he was persecuted, that if he was beaten, that we would be made whole. If he was pierced, we, we would find salvation. He knew this. So I don't know about you, but your Friday should look a lot better. The possibility that God loved us so much that he did this. That was his intention. And that's exactly what happened, right? Hundreds of years later, as Jesus is 
is being crucified. And what's crazy about Fridays, especially in the Easter story, is on Friday, everybody's confused. The disciples are like, what happened? Why is this happening? And it's clear if you read the scriptures, he tells them, hey, I'm going to be handed over, I'm going to be killed, and on the third day I will rise. But you know and I know when pain hits, all other things don't make any sense. Pain has a way of paralyzing us. Pain has the way of just, we can't make sense of anything. Tragedy hits and it just, you feel like you're spinning, spinning around and round and round and round again. And yet in the middle of this, God's like, hey, I've got this plan. I've got this plan. And on the sixth day, there was so much potential and then it just went south, but I'm going to come back on a sixth day and I'm going to do something. And I'm going to make another, another like Sunday here. I'm going to make another day here. And this day is going to bring so much hope forever, forever. And that's why, that's why we remember and we are in this moment right here with this bread, right here. You know, I was talking to um, my mom the other day. And, uh, and my, fa- my sisters are two here, so they know that I was talking to them. Because if I don't talk to my mom, um, you know, at least once a week, which doesn't happen. But anyways, I hear it. You know what I'm saying? I hear it. Now, I, have also know, I also know it's not a Western thing. It's an Eastern thing to talk to your mom. You know, but my mom would like, like to talk to me every day, which, come on, who has time for that, right? I don't, I don't even know. Well, like, what's going on here? But my mom is like fasting right now because she's, she's Muslim. She's a practicing Muslim. And it's Ramadan, for those of you who might not know. And they're going to, he's, after Ramadan ends, they're going to have this thing called Eid. And on Eid, they usually sacrifice an animal. So growing up, we sacrificed animals. We understood that. And you know what's interesting about that is, is un, this idea of like atoning for people's sins to clear the way for an open communication with God. There's something about us that we go, yes, 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 but I need to be punished. I need something. I remember talking to a Muslim about this once, and, and I, I told him about how, you know, uh, about Jesus. Like, I was like, trying to explain to him who Jesus, the Son of God, is also the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And, and he was like, I just don't get it. I don't, just don't get it. I don't get it. And I told him, I said, hey, you remember Ramadan? He was like, yeah, of course, and Eid, and yes, and all, and sacrificing animals. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And he goes like, you know, I mean, yeah, we, we did that. And I said, why did you do that? Because we have to atone for our sins. We have to atone for our sins. And I was like, okay, okay, we got this. We got to atone for our sins, okay? Because it has to be made, made right. We have to be made right. There's something inside of us that says we have to be made right, yeah. And so I asked him, I said, so, so you, you sacrifice animals? He's like, yeah, you know, we, we do, and I try to now and all that. And I said, yeah. I said, what happens when, you know, like, you sin a whole lot? You're like, we just sacrifice more animals. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's how it works, yeah. I said, and then growing up, though, for us, though, what we would do is we cousins would live together and all that, and we would pool our resources and buy a bigger animal, and we would be like, hey, and we just, we just put all our sins on that animal. Do you know what I'm saying? We're like, hey, we got chick, we, 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 we can get a chicken or we can get like, we can get a lamb here, okay? And we can just put a couple of families. And what was interesting for us though, so, and even the priests, the Muslim priests would do this. They were like, okay, here's how it works, okay? Uh, who's this, uh, whose sins are on this guy? 
And they're like, this family's, okay. So this family's sin, it's on this animal, and he's carrying a lot of sins here, okay? And then he's atoned for it, or like he, he's sacrificed for it. And he understood this as I was talking to him. And I said, hey, let me ask you this. I said, how, how, um, how, how big of an animal do you need? How many animals do you need to atone for the, all of humanity? And he sat back and he was like, oh, wow, um, a lot of animals. I was like, that's a, that's a big sacrifice. He was like, that's a big sacrifice. It's a big sacrifice. I said, that's like a God-sized sacrifice. And he was like, okay. And I said, it's like God himself has to sacrifice. For all of humanity sins, all the sins ever. And he sat back and he said, I never thought of it. I never thought of it that way. And I just want to share that with you because I don't know what big thing you think that God could not forgive you for. I don't think you can sin, sin, uh, you can sin bigger than God. I mean, I know you're pretty special, but I don't think you're that good. <laughs> you know, you accomplish big things, but not that big stuff. So if you find yourself on a Friday going, God's just punishing me. I'm not, I'm not in my life. I'm not doing the things I want to do in my life because God is not happy. He's not punishing me. And I just want to tell you that is not the case. What is the case is connected to this bread and this juice, this wine. It's connected to what God, Jesus, did with his disciples. It's connected to the, why we are going to do this together. That regardless of what you might think and all that, there is not just God's intention that you and I need to remember. There's also God's covenant. And a covenant is a fancy way of saying this, this is this. We agree that we will do this. This is God's commitment to you and it's commitment to me. This is in Luke chapter 22. It says here that he took the bread so he's, he's sitting around, he takes the bread, and he gave thanks to it. So he takes this bread, he gave thanks for it, and then it says he what? He broke it. And then he gave it to them, each of them. And he said, this is my body, my body, given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. See, I want you to know that God didn't just say, hey, I'm, I'm going to die for you, and I'm going to make a way for you. I want you to know that God wants to have an everlasting relationship with you. That if you find yourself not really hearing from him, it's not, it's not him. If you find yourself going, I'm not quite sure if he even wants to hear from me, I think that's all you. I'm not quite sure if I'm putting, if I'm, I'm, if I'm not quite, I'm not, I'm, I'm not quite, it's, it's, it's you. It's not him. 
He hasn't lost his passion for you. He hasn't lost his desire to speak to you. He hasn't lost his longing. And I know you and I will go back and forth. He has not. Why? Because he made this covenant with us. And what he does is so symbolic, isn't it? He takes us. He takes us. He took you. He loves us. He saves us. He rescues us. He then, what does he do? He blesses us. He blesses us. He looks at us and he blesses us. His intention, his love for us is fully on us, which changes us. His kindness changes us. But then in the middle of that, he does what with this bread? He what? He breaks it. And for some of us, this is the break that for so many of us confuse us. We find ourselves on a Friday going, I just feel broken. But breaking you and breaking the things in your life and breaking free from things in your past is God's intention. It's God's covenant that he will always take you and always bless you, but then he'll break certain parts of you, and then he will share it, which seems like, what? But he wants us, you and me, to live a life that is not just blessed, but it's broken, and then it's being shared to other people. That's his covenant to us. His covenant is, I will give you my body and I will give you my blood to do all the things that was prophesied 700 years ago, but I need you to know that I want to take you, I want to bless you, I want to break you, and then I want to share you because when I leave, you are the hope. You're it. You're it. I just don't want to bless you. I got to break you. And then I got to share it. Friends, I don't know where you feel. Maybe you're like, no, 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 I'm just stuck on the sixth day. I'm just stuck on a Friday. But it's the sixth day. It's the day of potential. It's the day of hope. It's the day of, I know you're in pain right now, but there's so much more that's coming. So you find yourself just broken, and he's like, oh, oh, but I'm about to share you. I'm about to share you. I'm about to speak through you. So that's why we celebrate Good Friday. That's why we have hope. Not so we can sit around and go, oh my gosh, it wasn't that awful. No, it was awful, but it was significant. It was significant because now we play a part of it. Now we are part of the story. We are his body called the He takes us, right? Blesses us. He breaks us, molds us. And then his goal is that we would share. So, so, maybe you got a lot more than you bargained for tonight. But I just want you to know, don't ever think of Friday as Friday. It's the sixth day. When God said, oh, oh my gosh, this is good because I see so much good. So, I'm going to ask the band to come out. I'm going to pray for us. And we're going to do something that we've never, we haven't done in a while. And that is that we've got staff here. They want to serve you communion. 
And so we have these elements right here. And, you know, on Sunday mornings we do this instant communion things, you know what I'm called? You know, communion to go things. Some of you guys put them in your pocket and take off. You know, find it later. You're like, what happened? No, no, no. We're going to do it old school. Is that okay? It's old school. So we want to serve you. So when you come, there are other pieces of bread already, already broken up. And then you get to dip it into the juice. Please don't take the bowl <laughs> and drink it. Okay? You're going to ruin it for everybody. But when you dip it in the bowl, I want you to remember that all of that was for you. Not you right now, but just you in the future. Man, the possibility of what Sunday could look like for you. Not just this day. Let's pray together. God, we thank you. We thank you so much for your body that was broken for us. It was given for us, God. God, we thank you so much for your blood. Your blood that was poured out for us. God, thank you. God, thank you so much so much for your sacrifice. God, I pray that you would reset our mind. For some of us, God, I pray that you would remind us of how close you want us to be. That you are not a God that's distant. You're not a God that just sits and says, just serve me. Amuse me. Or just worship me. Impress me. No, you're the God, the King, who gives his life for his people. You're the leader. You're the master. You're the most important person in the room who serves every other person in the room. God, you are that king. And so, God, we, we thank you for the cross. We thank you for your blood. This blood that was poured out for us adopting us into a lineage God adopting us as orphans adopting us to be one of your own that it's no longer Jesus the son of God we are sons and daughters of God so God thank you Thank you to, for being so close, wanting to be so close. God, we want to honor you. We want to honor you, Jesus. 
Thanks for listening to this message from Mosaic Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. For more audio and video content, visit us at mosaicchurch.tv.